Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse Podcast, formerly known as the Game Artist Podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the CEO of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing creatives and artists working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right. Okay. Welcome, everybody. So I've got a um, a real treat here. We've got Bao from Ninja Theory, and um, I was looking at ArtStation, kept seeing this kind of his work kind of pop up here and there, and so I'm really excited to sit down and kind of talk about this. One of the things that I think is really important is just you know how much sharing he's done of process as well. So you know that's really cool. So Bao, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Hi. So tell me um, real quick, what do you do? So um, I'm a senior character artist at Ninja Theory. What what's senior uh, mean? Because I know that tends to confuse some people, and I and I once uh, pissed off a lead character artist because I called a senior character artist the lead character. Oh artist. really? wasn't wasn't necessarily um, the best choice. <laughs> oh wow. Um, to be honest, I just got promoted like not long ago, so uh -huh. I'm fairly new to the whole seniority thingy. But um, basically, at Ninja Theory, it's um, it's actually more than just how, how do I say it? It's more than just like sculpting or like just create one character, mm -hmm. you know. So it's more like supervising um, um, some like the whole pipeline. And yeah, that's uh, just make sure like the quality is at a certain level and a certain standard. So yeah, and mentoring, that's also um, really important here at Ninja Theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's it. Ah, cool, congrats. So <laughs> when we talk about mentoring, um, how, yes. how much mentoring happens in your experience? And just, you know, it doesn't need to be at Ninja, but just in general, how much mentoring happens and how much, because this is really the corollary to that question, how much are people mm -hmm. expected to just have their ducks in a row and know everything in the beginning okay so um i mean mentoring that's um how do i say it so it's not only like me mentoring other people it's actually like in a in a studio kind of um atmosphere it's more everybody's doing you know helping each other out and um Obviously, everybody has their strength and weaknesses, so I, I think mentoring in that sort of um, sense is not what it used to be, or, or maybe like in a different way mm -hmm. than it was used to. So um, obviously, not everybody, um, everybody's not to be expected to know everything, so yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah, mentoring, everybody's kind of doing mentoring, you know what I mean? Like let's say an intern is in there, like, I'm sure I, I can learn something from the intern or vice versa, you know? So that's kind of the vibe um, in a studio. And um, I think you should be just op be open-minded and not, don't have an ego kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And like, not, oh, I know this better or, I, you know, like I know uh, some of us, we do have our ways and do certain things, but it's just good to like be open-minded and like let the other talk and just listen. Do you know what I mean? Totally. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So um, I'm looking at your work. There's so much really just right. beautiful work here. And, um, <laughs> you know, one, it's kind of interesting because you've got all this realistic stuff. And then recently, yeah. if, if the order goes stylized. 
Yeah, I know it's it's a bit different uh, from what I actually do, so to say. Yeah, um, and, and I got kind yeah. of two questions about that. One of them is, sure. uh, is it common for people to be doing both per se? You know, and right. Okay. Is, is that something that people can shift back and forth, or do you find that you know people tend to specialize in one and they focus on realism or they focus on whatnot? Right. Um. So I I don't know about a lot of people, but what I saw or like the trend, mm -hmm. um, at least from my experience, right? Um, when I started out, it was more like, ah, oh, I want to be a character artist and like, uh, I want to be one of the superstars or whatever and like make super awesome realistic stuff. Because back then, um, we didn't have like, when I started, I mean, there was no PBR. It was all a bit like try to match realism, you know. So that yeah. was a trend, and then all of a sudden it all came and PBR. It's so much easier. It's accessible, and I think well nowadays it's the trend shifts towards more the creativity side of it mm -hmm. and make it more beautiful. I don't know, like make it more. Um, um, appealing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So let me get closer to the mic. Um, so that makes a lot of sense to me because I remember, you know, realism and, and getting pores right. and, you know, yeah. getting realistic skin. Like these were like the bane of our existence. This was like hard stuff to do back in the Yeah, day. exactly. Yeah. And then patterns. Like in your art station, you have that pattern. Um, where you use the noise maker inside of ZBrush, you know, is that oh, yeah. <laughs> breakdown part two, right? And, yeah, uh, and you, yeah, and you've got stitches, you got all these kind of cool oh my God. Yeah. processes. And so much of that is so much easier now if you use substance. Yeah, or, exactly. And then even skin totally. inside a marmoset and with X, Z, XYZ, you know, it's like it's 20,000 yep. times easier than it used to be. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. I rem oh, yeah. Yeah, so now that's all been codified, and I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, a lot of that has just moved out of the ZBrush world entirely. You know, it's it's like Marvel's yeah. designer, it's substance, it's other things. Yep. Yeah, I agree. It's like, it, it totally shifted. Like, back then we tried to make the most awesome patterns, or like, like, like you mentioned, pores or whatever. Yeah. And now it's just like, yeah, it's just standard in Substance Painter, which is amazing. I know. You know, it's just like so much easier to actually get your stuff out and like just refine refine it in engine or whatever it is right yeah so much easier yeah, yeah i love that and so now what's fascinating to me is you this idea that it actually reverts to you know now you're sculpting so now you're doing a riot contest right or you did and then there's yeah, well, <laughs> the, the trim um, material. And so now it's like simpler things and doing stylized characters. I love that. That's a great way to think about yeah. it. Digital sculpting. You know, we got past all of the, the like machoism and now it's just like, let's yeah. have fun. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. Like I've never actually seen it that way. Yeah. Like looking at my own portfolio now, like you, you can actually see like how it started and how it kind of like, how I grew, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's actually really funny to see that. Um, yeah, it totally shifted, like, and uh, I just love it. It's really cool.
So tell me, what do you do now in your job? And I, I, I know there's a lot because now that you're senior, so you're dealing with mentoring and man, uh, management to some extent, right? But um, yep. just from a character perspective, what do character artists do now on like just a daily basis? What does a day look like? Okay, so um, a character artist, I think it's not only about like creating or one aspect of creating a, a, a character. Mm -hmm. It's more like... Um, Set, helping out with the pipeline. What is the best way in this, the, the smartest way to do a character uh, long term or like in the long run? What what's helpful? Um, it's like um, looking for the best pipeline, basically. Um, of course, you're gonna create characters or you know keep sculpting and and that stuff. But um, I think nowadays it's just um, getting it in engine, like especially for game studios, right? If you're doing, if you're a game artist or like a game character artist, um, the most important part is like that that character has to be playable. Is he playable? If not, and there's so many, um, you know, like aspects to it, and you have to keep in mind. Okay, so um, you got to do shaders, for instance, or like, uh, you know, like I have to do lighting, for instance. Here at work, sometimes um, I'm helping out. Like I really like it. I like getting into the engine and like it's just it's just really really awesome to do that. But um, I I kind of understand for young people or people who want to start out, it's a bit overwhelming at first because you just want to make characters in the first place, right? Like mm -hmm. this is what drives you. Yeah. I want to make characters. So um, yeah, nowadays it's just maybe a bit. Um, harder. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but I think it is. It is a bit harder because the competition is so big, and yeah. you need to know more than just sculpting or just pure skill and like hard skills or whatever you know. Right. Yeah, and, and that's actually the question that I'm kind of or the the topic I'm drilling down to because yeah. it has gotten so much harder. But character is the thing that really like it. it it's a motivator for a lot of people. I get, a, you know, I talk yeah. to them all the time. They're like, I want to do character, but uh, you know, that's like, that's a hard ass job to get into at this point. Uh, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, so it's true. How does somebody distinguish themselves? So there's one thing I'd like to talk about, which is how people distinguish themselves. And then there's the other one of what's the alternatives, because I, I you know, it's also possible to go into an environment and work your way through yep. the character. But, but in order to just be a character artist, like how do I distinguish myself today? Um, I think because the trend is going towards my, like like I said the creativity side, mm -hmm. um, all all of us in, like people in the industry, I think they're gonna notice. It's more like, okay, I've seen this head, I've seen this portrait like a right. million times. Like, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? Like, so if let's see the rock one with, more time. I need yeah, to exactly. One just, more time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's it's just. A bit boring like i mean art station for instance it's just like a hub for like amazing artists like professional artists it's like if if you're an art station you and you got a lot of work there people kind of know you like you you basically got a job kind of that that vibe you know mm -hmm. so i think if you want to be a character artist it's not about doing the same stuff again like over and over and over um so people tend what I think is people tend to, uh, professional, sorry, professionals tend to see 
um, what's more fun or what's more creative this way. And that, that is more interesting for at least to me, you know, mm -hmm. so um, maybe that's why I also like shifted a bit more to, towards stylized or um, because I think quality is just quality, you know, it's not stylized better or stylized is worse or do you know what I mean? It's just, I, I like good, good stuff. So I think a lot of people would, are thinking the same. So yeah, good stuff is good stuff. Cool. So if we were to talk about like um, what that good stuff is, so I'm looking at your uh, your um, the the Assassin's Creed one. I forget the name of the actor, Michael Fassbender. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So oh, yeah, this guy. So what are the things that really uh, you know are really help kind of sell this? Like if if we were to if if one of my students was to produce something like this, a character like this, yep. what would be the essential things for him? or her to focus on is it and i'll give you some options like is it the yep. stitching and, and getting detail like that and getting the cloth fabric you know or is it getting mm -hmm. realism in the face and the pores you know or is it you know maybe that stuff's like now de facto and it's you've got multiple materials here multiple parts you've got multiple patterns going on as well you know so there's a lot yep. of complexity yep. in him and then there's that um that kind of, yeah, you know, there's just a lot of complexity. So what is it that's, you know, really uh, a student should aspire to? Right. Um, okay. So I think like if, if you want to make something like that, right. Mm -hmm. um, what I think personally, personally is um, it's not about hitting the likeness one, like 100% and like, don't get lost into details. I know it's a bit weird for me to say because like this piece is really, really complex. Yeah. And, um, but it's not like a hundred percent accurate in terms of how many stitches or whatever. It's just, um, you need to convey the, the feeling or like the vibe, or you need to convey that it's cloth or you need to convey that it's some sort of fabric or, or leather or whatever. Right. So, because people will, kind of know oh this is how kind of leather looks like and people can associate the the fabric whatever and if you're doing something like that i think it's more about um the presentation to be honest like does it have this like that feel to it instead mm -hmm. of like does it have the one-to-one -one, um you know presentation um you know, the one-to-one -one details or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think. Um, I think also doing realistic characters. Um, I know like this piece right right now, what I got open, it's in ZBrush. Yeah. So um, I tend to do screenshots most. My, um, I tend to color my, my models in ZBrush already just to help me visualize what I want later on. Mm-hmm. So that helps a lot. And I think um, that's what I mean with like conveying the, the, the vibe and the materials or and just the feeling of it instead of like making it one-to-one -one. because looking at it now, like it's probably not one-to-one. -one. The portrait, it's like you kind of similar. It's kind of similar to Michael Fassbender. It's not him, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's just the idea of him. So I think that's what you should focus on instead of like be obsessed with detail and uh, um, yeah, that sort of stuff and like get lost in sculpting pores and folds. So, yeah. Cool. Now, how important do you think realism 
in a portfolio, uh, specifically of the human face? How important is getting that human face right for an aspiring character artist? Um, do you mean do you mean like in terms of likeness or just like? No, the likeness is a tough conversation. So what would be great is right. in terms of just feeling like it's a real thing. So getting the anatomy and then in terms of likeness, you know, cause I, I actually tell okay. everybody to just sculpt a cousin of somebody. Cause I think likeness is very painful, but you might have a different. Oh point. yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you said, like, I think anatomy uh, is really important. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't have to tell you, <laughs> um, but I, like just to get it right is much easier like starting from the base is much easier than like subdividing into the millions and start doing weird details and the base is wrong and everything is kind of wrong and then it feels wrong and it's super uncanny mm -hmm. so um yeah i think it's really important just to even if it's just curves you know like even if it's just like a super low res dynamesh um just to get the shapes right oh, that's more important i think okay Great. Get the shapes right. And then is it important yeah. to have that like, you know, down to the poor level detail or, you know, how far do people need to take this? Oh, I'm, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of people on ArtStation doing like this crazy amount of details and mm -hmm. it's really impressive. But it's at the end of the day, honestly, at the end of the day, I'm a game character artist and I don't necessarily need that i don't i'm not going to count a pause or, or what kind of folds there are in i know it's like maybe not right if you do like close-ups or whatever but um you got to question yourself like at the end of the day who's gonna who's gonna be really fascinated about it like it's another piece with like accurate pause and texturing xyz is there you know like it's it's cool it's there um yeah, of course, if you want realistic characters, definitely go, go for it. Like um, if you if you never done it, like or just want to create a representation of uh, someone, you know, like get it in engine. It's a really satisfying feeling, actually, mm -hmm. to have it done. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's so much easier. Like almost everybody can do it, you know, so I, I'm not interested in that anymore. Right. Yeah. We're done with that. Now it's time. <laughs> okay, cool. I got it. So tell me, um, you also do a lot of Gumroad and things like that. How have those played into uh, yeah. your career and, and into people getting to know who you are? Um, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's been like sharing. Oh my God. Like, I, I, yeah, you, you know, you know it, like just give love and receive love, man. It's, it's crazy. If I mean the whole thing, the Michael Fassbender thing, it yeah. started as doing a do like a duel, and then I just wanted to create a face, like a portrait, right? Like yeah. that's that's when I was like, okay, I want to do a portrait. I can do it, but I've never done it. So, but I'm I know I can do it. So it just started out, and then at some point, it just blew out of proportions. And I thought to myself, it was a really nice journey, and I'd like to share share that just like the struggles I have made mm -hmm. and uh, I just wanted to share it. So I gave that all for free. Um, and that actually re like that kind of boosted my, I don't know, like people, I got more attention to it, which yeah. is, which was really nice. I didn't do it for that. Like, otherwise, you know, like, I don't know, I could have sold it or whatever, but I just gave it for free and people still message me and people uh, still, I got still get, yeah, I still get emails from, 
people thanking me say oh my god that's so cool and i said oh yeah don't worry man like but it's been like two years already so mm -hmm. it's it's crazy it's really cool just to share stuff and it's getting received really well like till this day it's really cool to see and it's really satisfying actually and this was a personal project right yeah it is it was totally a person it was i think when the assassin's creed movie came out or was the trailer came out and was i wanted to have something for that time but uh, uh, yeah i never i never stuck to my schedule so <laughs> yeah Totally yeah, it was a personal project. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, so tell me about the pipeline. Let's say when somebody gets in and they get that job as a character artist, and I know there's a lot of different jobs. Like uh, some of my students, they'll get a job at like EA San Diego yep. PlayStation, and and over there, yeah, you know, you deal with sliders, and there's more scan data, and, and there's less that like if somebody was at Naughty Dog, or you know, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So. If they're coming in at Ninja Theory or a Ninja Theory-like pipeline, um, yep. how many people work on a character? What are the different artists doing on that character? Or is there only one artist on a character? Um, so at Ninja Theory, <laughs> it's uh, I, I don't want to give away too much. Mm -hmm. but um, um, So basically, as a character, you own let's say there, there are multiple characters to make and you mm -hmm. own basically that character. You're responsible for that character, which means um, you got to talk, like you yourself, you got to talk to tech art. You, you got to um, give feedback to, like, or keep get, get in the loop with other people, animators, tech yeah. art, um, your game director, yeah. concept art, you know. So um, you got to listen a lot to, like you listen to a lot of people and like talk to a lot of people. And um, it starts with a concept, um, you're super involved, and then low poly, create that character, doing a block out, and then get that straight into engine, just to see how it feels like. So um, yeah, like everybody's involved in that process. Like everybody who should be involved is in, is in that process of you doing that characters. Yeah. So it's not only basically you doing that character, it's a lot of people. And then, yeah, like super close with tech art. If you're not close with tech art, everything is kind of broken, especially for games. If you do a character on your own, you never talk to anyone. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you're done. Um, take my model. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of here, you know? Like it doesn't work because if tech art um, or animators got complaints about, oh, this doesn't move right or that's a bit tricky. How do we solve this in an engine? It doesn't mm -hmm. work. So you basically, if that happens, you got to rework that stuff, you know, like it's not pleasant. Um, I've been there. I think uh, uh, many people have been there and it's not pleasant. So we tend uh, to be smart uh, in that regard and try to be upfront. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like, so that can be avoided. Well, that's a um, management probably doesn't, doesn't enjoy that either, right? No, no, not at all. It's like, <laughs> oh, what about the schedule? What are you doing? Like, you spent two weeks on this. Oh no, so uh, it's just, it's just ugly. Got like, it. it's unnecessary. Let's let's put it that way. It's, it could have been so much easier if you just talk to someone. Hey, what do you think of that? Does this work? I don't know. Let's talk about it. Like, you know, it's, it's like five minutes, and then like everything's kind of solved, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And it's so much easier instead of just everybody in their own bubble working and then not giving feedback and 
you know, I know some sometimes when people look over your shoulder, it's like, ah, oh, don't look at it, it's not done. But we are we are all in the same business, like same industry. We know, like we know how to get there. You're like, we know how to how the model needs to be, or what stage you're in. So don't don't uh, be don't be shy, or you know, keep talking. Got it. Now, um, Rashid was asking. When you started, were you afraid of asking questions or saying, I don't know how to do certain things to the team? And that kind of fits in with what you're just uh, talking about because somebody might accidentally be like, I'm just going to keep this to myself. Just kind of, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, so when I started, I was really vocal about it. Like uh, I started as an intern and I mean, I think it's depends on the person but i was yeah. really vocal about it and i saw the schedule say oh how are we gonna do this i don't i don't i don't understand what the hell and i was like <laughs> totally panicking <laughs> it was it's it's true like it's us oh my god i i can't uh, how you know and um i think i i would recommend like no one is expecting you especially when you start like or even if you even if you like let's say even if i move to another studio and i'm a, i'm a senior like i I wouldn't shy away to ask anyway because let's say you're new like you're the new guy like you don't know the pipeline you don't know the the culture you know like it's like you need to adjust so it's totally fine like don't and people appreciate it like people are really appreciate if you ask so don't shy away keep asking and like be the so be it be the obnoxious or the 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 bubbly guy but at least you talk you know like it's uh, it's much better than like just you know, just sit there and don't do anything. So, yeah, yeah. that's what I would recommend. <laughs> cool. Rashid, let me know if that answers your question. So um, what is the output that you have? Like, what's the result that you have as a character artist? And by that, I mean, um, you know, what is the asset that you're delivering down the pipeline? Does that make sense? Um, yeah. So as a character, I think it's... Um, as a characters for games, I, I mean, I can only talk yep. for games. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's m just the look, basically. Like, um, as a character, you're not really responsible for animation. Um, you're s s it's sort of linked to deformation, like, because of your topology, it should yep. be clean. You know, so everything you do, um, yeah, one note, everything you do should be super clean because a lot of people will work on that model. It's not only you, so don't try to hide stuff or like be, don't skim, you know, like just be super professional about it. Like be tidy up your stuff, name, name your stuff. That's really important actually for me, like naming your stuff uh, or sub tools or whatever. So other, because you have to uh, bear in mind some other people will work on it. Let's say I'm sick, you know, and other people have to take over my stuff or my character so they got to know they don't need they don't necessarily have to decipher what i'm was trying to do with this sub tool or you know what i mean like just be super clean and uh yeah that's i think it's really um a lot of people um underestimate that part actually tidy up your stuff be super organized and from that um, yeah, that was my side note. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what? what um, so the I question. I, yeah, no worries. So the question I was thinking too is, you know, are you delivering? You deliver a low res model. So is that um, right? FBX right. or so, yeah. 
Yeah, so um, you deliver, in our case, FBX. Um, it's kind of weird because I'm the only guy in this in the studio who uses three years max. Mm. <laughs> so I always have to deliver an FBX, the full model T-Pose. Um, so get, that gets um, delivered to the tech art. And while he's doing his magic, uh, putting bones and uh, rigs it up, um, you you start texturing. Like texturing is part of the job. Um, it's not split. Um, I know some game studios split it. Texture artists. Um, in my case, I we, like in our case we don't. Like you're super. Uh, you're fully responsible for character, low model, low poly model, um, high res texturing, and then um, putting in engine actually like. Do your do the shaders, um, yeah, and just to have the final look in game. So, do you set up in Unreal? Yeah, yeah, we work with Unreal in a PBR workflow. So you have to you have to basically yes. get this. You have to in Unreal create all the materials, set up all the materials. Yes, and uh, and get the maps all transitioned and things like that. Do you find it a a simple workflow from Substance to Unreal, or is there anything that you kind of always have to adjust. oh yeah I, I love i love substance i love substance i love unreal like uh, it, it's it's a bit maybe weird but i really like the end part of the of my job mean meaning i like doing the shaders i like doing materials and i like just presenting stuff in engine because that's more valuable to me than just like let's say uh high-res render in v-ray or in i don't know in Marmoset. I know Marmoset is really awesome, but um, if you got the engine already available, I mean, Unreal Engine is free. Mm -hmm. You want to be a game artist. Why just don't put your stuff in Unreal Engine, just have it in there, you know? Like, I think people will appreciate it, especially if you apply for a job. Like, people will see, ah, that's an Unreal Arco. So he kind of uh, digs around with. Um, the shader system, so he kind of knows how it works. So that's really like helpful, especially if you apply to like as a as a character artist. I think makes sense. Totally makes sense. So, um, all right. So we've covered quite a quite a gamut there, guys. And I, and I want to get you guys' yeah. questions out there. Um, so, what is it that you think, uh, uh, if, or do you tell aspiring character artists? What do you tell them to focus on now uh, to just prepare them for the job to help their increase their chances? What's one or two things that you tell them? Um, uh, yeah. What do I tell them? Well, in terms of <clears throat> skill set, I think it's mm -hmm. um, more, uh, it's more appreciated if you, you don't have to be the perfect modeler. Like you don't have you don't necessarily have to be the superstar in sculpting. Like back in the days, if you could sculpt amazing stuff, you're like, oh yeah, you got a job. It's, I think nowadays it's more like, don't be an ego. <laughs> At the end of the day, um, people try, um, hire because they they want to. They can work with you eight hours a day. You know, um, for character artists, it's more. I think it's more about know how to get stuff yeah. in engine or um, presentation is such a, such an important aspect. Presentation is like, or lighting. Lighting is, is, it's so important nowadays, you know, like if if your model is presented in a really bad way, uh, way it, it's kind of a turnoff. 
to be honest, mm-hmm. um, especially on ArtStation, there's so much. So um, you got to present your stuff really, really well. Um, yeah. And I think um, keep ask like to the back to the point, keep asking or, or just be the just be curious, I guess. Just be curious. Yeah, I think that's a good point because with the new tech coming, like substance and stuff, that's taking over. It's crazy. Like, and don't shy away from those new softwares. Or, I mean, it's not new now, but like, I'm sure in the future there will be something, right? And sure, totally. Don't just shy away and be curious about it, and just just look what's the new thing. Like, have a sense for what's coming. What are what are other people, uh, other artists? doing right now like oh i've never like if you see let's say back then it, there was a phase with modo like no one used modo and then some artists picked it up put it in an art session it looked amazing and then th- you saw a trend our oh, modo is really cool so there are a lot of other software out there and just having that curiosity i think it's really important that's great that's a great point so just to keep going keep your mind open and moving and trying yeah. different things and yeah, being totally yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Rashid is asking, what makes up a good presentation? So in terms of the lighting, you know, in in the presentation, yeah. what are some of the tips? Like, is it just making sure you have a three point light setup, or do you need to go past three point and have like you know a footlight and all different different kind of stuff? Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm actually really glad you asked because uh, to be honest, I'm, I don't know how you want to do that. Um, it's, uh, maybe my screen is a bit boring right now. But I actually prepared something for you guys. Um, it's, uh, it it's actually a presentation. Yeah. It's actually a presentation in Unreal Engine. So uh, okay. it's actually this character, the trim material test. I'm just going to put that up. And actually, I have this character post and um, lit in an environment. There you go. I'm not sure if you can see it or if it's laggy or whatever. Uh, no, I see your cursor moving pretty clear. And so for okay, those who, if you're listening to this in a podcast later on, then just head over to the blog and you'll see the uh, the full-on video demonstration. Yep. So uh, this is Unreal Engine. Um, here's the character I made. Um, the concept was done by my girlfriend. So that was really fun. Oh, that's And cool. so I, I, maybe that's a bit overkill, but actually... Wait, how many lights did you have in there? Uh, just give me a second. Yep. Here's the tab. No, here's the tab, sorry. Okay. So this is my world outliner, right? So here's my character. Just put that off. And here's my character with the basic lighting. Mm-hmm. And I got like, a lot of lights. And it's all dynamic. It's not done for games because uh-huh. I know it's going to be, let's say, a portfolio piece, right? Yes. So it's okay to have a bit more than actually real-time running. Yeah, is but, it is it uh, fair to say? Because I think this is an important question for people. Is it fair to say that you know the portfolio piece, you you want that to be as sexy, as attractive, as appealing as possible, and and optimization is very far from a consideration, right? Um, or yeah, I think it's a mix. I think it's a mix. Okay, like it's a, it's definitely a bonus if you can say okay the. This is a low-res model with, I don't know, 1K textures and everybody's mind blown because it looks super high-res, you know. Right. That, that's kind of like really impressive. But I, I don't, I, it's not really bad if your model doesn't run in-game, you know. Like, for instance, this model is around 100K polygons, yep. uh, triangles, 
So, um, I mean, most AAA games have their main character with that sort of budget, but I mean, for portfolio purposes, you can have that, like you should go go out, you know, and make it as sexy looking as possible. So yeah, um, back to, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna uh, do yeah. my stuff. Yeah, do your stuff. So, um, but I'm amazed. There's actually three. You have fill light, rim light, and you have a key light. Yes. So you have three lights, but you actually have right. like eight fill lights and eight rim yes. lights. <laughs> so I, because I, I actually do a lot of lighting in my work uh -huh. and nowadays. So I really like that. I really like presentation stuff. And um, so I'm just going to start in here. Yeah. So mainly built like a closed room, which is... Uh, something like that and it's really enclosed it's a stage lighting I um, separate between stage lighting and like bait lighting or like outside lighting whatever yeah. so in this stage lighting we don't have actual GI like global illumination so we got to fake a lot so everything in here is kind of fake and that's I think the beauty also of it in Unreal Engine you can have a lot of lights and uh, let me just break that down like you can have a lot of lights and it's for me it's a bit like painting with light like you can yes highlight exactly. stuff you know like that's that, that's so amazing so why not just go all out why not just have that tick of i don't know, like the rim light on it it's it's why not you know like so um for my scene for this scene i actually start with a background light um which is something like this I'm and just gonna some effects over. Too. yeah i'm gonna get yeah okay. shout out to tobias uh, nola he works with me uh he just did those effects for me like i forced i kind of forced him to do it <laughs> um, so yeah shout out to him thanks um so what i actually start is i start with a background light to fill out the scene which is something like this oh sorry this is my background light i can put that over if you want mm -hmm. so you can see it so there's my background light and then i start as you mentioned i got a lot of fill lights and what i mean with painting with lights it's um, we can turn them on one by one so let's here's my fill light one which is um let's move it a bit something like this which fills the whole kind of area of the character so what i do with this fill light is uh, i kind of fake a bounce light you know because we don't have gi so i we have to fake a lot here's my um second fillet and you you start to see it's like just air small areas which i light which is like the dagger right or like the gloves mm -hmm. so th these are my fill lights and then what i usually do is i put rim lights on it and i don't have just one <laughs> I got a lot of rim lights. Um, I'm just gonna pop that over. Like, for instance, the a nice contrast for the edge. And then here, I start to have a key light. The, my like I call my key light. That's basically my main light. Mm -hmm. So which comes from here. And there you go. And then. Um, this is basically my basic lighting, and when uh, I'm kind of done with that, I start getting into the juicy part, which is for me the face. And I think the face is for many um, like that's it's your that's your selling point for the character, right? Like uh, everybody looks at the face of a character. Yeah. 
So why not just put a light on it? And if you look, if I zoom in on here, right? She looks kind of dull, it's a bit weird. And then that one light, that makes a lot of difference, you know? Just turn that on and off. Mm. So yeah, like, then we get to the extra parts. Like I know in the concept, my girlfriend made, she's got a flask. And I, uh, I, knew, I knew there was like a emissive liquid in it. So um, um, I asked my friend to make a nice effect for it, which is here. And then sparkles as well for the necklace. I'm not sure if you can see that sparkles around. Yep. And then what you can do is like, um, just put lights on that, you know, to make it green. Why not? Like you can actually, that's what I like. Just place the lights you want. And yeah, that's, that was my basic, uh, light setup for this character. And back to the question with presentation, I mean, I could be done with that and just make a turntable, right. And just do this and it's kind of done. Yeah. But, um, you could also go the extra mile and if you go, I mean, Unreal Engine has so many tools and there's a tool, it's called Sequencer. And mm -hmm. it's like, you can place cameras and all that sort of stuff. So I made a teaser, I made a teaser trailer kind of, st um, kind of uh, style and I'm just going to open that. And I actually worked on it till yesterday, 4 a.m. So here's the sequencer. These are the cameras I have. And um, in terms of presentation, I'm just going to play it through. So just, there you go. Oh, wait. Oh, there you go. Just hit play. So there's no sound, but it's a, a close up of a character and in Unreal, there's a lot of post process. Um, effects you can have nice depth of field, nice camera turnarounds, you know. Mm, beautiful, yeah. This may not transition well in the um, uh, across the screen, guys, but uh, oh, sorry. it should yeah. work in the recording just well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think presentation is nowadays more more people have access to substance, making good stuff. But I think presentation, that's lighting. That's where you can like shine, mm -hmm. you know, and make it super interesting. So, yeah. Great. So when you're doing these lights and setting these things up, um, is yes. there anything, uh, any kind of, well, how are you, let me ask this. Is there anything special that we need to know, right? So you're you're using point lights for kind of a more like an omni light type effect. Oh, okay. And is there an okay. attenuation? Is there a distance that you're using? And then right. in spotlights, what are you using to kind of control that? Cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I see where you're getting it. Um, so um, because this like this is a stylist character, right? Mm -hmm. And I got, I learned over the years, some tips, like some tricks, what I could do with lighting or like how you can enhance lighting, um, which is, um, three point light. It's super boring for me. Um, it's super standard. Mm -hmm. So I know this is a, um, stylist character and 
if you look into manga or like comics, you see the rim lights or, or any 2D concept, stylized 2D concepts, the rim lights is super strong, right? Yeah. And it's a bit um, unrealistic in some, some sort of way. So um, you can definitely push, I, I have an example, like actually let's um, clean all that up actually, just have nothing, no cameras, come on, da, da, da. and lights, maybe just turn those off. So let's create a light really quick um, so I can show that better. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that's okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be great. Sweet. Okay, so we place an actor. We got a differentiate about spotlights uh, and point lights and rectangular lights and a directional light. But what I use mainly are spotlights because it gives me more control and that's what you want. You want more control. You, I mean, you need that control to have a stage lighting. You cannot just like place one uh, point light in it and just be done with it, you know? So in terms of lighting in Unreal Engine, I think there are some tri tri uh, tricks and tips I can actually show you guys. Mm -hmm. um, so let's say this is our light in here. Uh, let me turn that off for a second. And this one as well. So this is our main light now, right? So um, if you look at it, it's not really looking nice. So I'm going to pop over the details tab. And then you've got a lot of options, like um, what kind of units you want, unitless, candelas, or lumens. But that's um, not really important. What you need is like, okay, where the, where's the intensity? <laughs> so you can adjust that. Um, and I think for um, stylized characters, it's really cool to have that sharp shadows. Like I know it's unrealistic, in some, but, in, but in stylized, I think sharp shadows are really nice. So I'm gonna pop that over and have that shadow sh uh, filter sharpen. And you see, um, Okay, wait, just give me a second. So there's also a shadow bias. So we want to crank that down a bit so we get more detail, like here. So you get the shadows. And if we're going to widen the outer cone a bit, like that. Whoops. So what I find more interesting is to have like a sharp uh, shadows because it just gives you more contrast to it. And I think it's really nice to look at. And um, most of the times, um, tr I think try to avoid like black shadows. Um, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it shouldn't be just pure black. <laughs> um, it it, it kind of lifts the tone um, or the atmosphere if you have a bluish shadow or whatever. And you can do that via a skylight. And having stylized character, what helps as well is like having strong rim lights, which I really like. Um, I know it's a bit out of the, coming out of nowhere in a scene like that, you know, but just, oh, sorry. I think what's more important is about the shape of your character, right? Like you want to show off the cool shapes your character have or like the main features. So. Um, with a rim light, um, that's a perfect 
perfect um, tool for it actually, like to showcase the shape. And I know it's it's not perfect, but uh, it's just going to be an example. Mm -hmm. So you see, like here, um, we got this uh, this light in here, and what I really like it's just to crank up the source radius because it gives has that sort of like comic-y look to it. Strong rim lights. Whoops. So if that's around sixty, and that's around zero which is more realistic, I guess. Or, or I mean, like, depends on your source radius. Like, if it's yeah. a big, it's if it's a, um, simulating a big light, obviously it's going to be bigger. But I like that shadow. I like those kind of, like, it's super comic-y. I think it's fitting for the um, stylized character. So yeah. why not go for it? Um, so, yeah, if you have a realistic character, obviously it's, it's going to look a bit weird to have a weird um scenario for for that character so be always mindful of what you're going to render like no okay i got a realistic character i got this creature i got um this weird looking uh, um character or like this really uh, horrific or not in that sense horrific but like um a scary character you know so you kind of know the theme um let's say you got an uh a scary character and he's like an, an X killer or whatever. You can have a dramatic lighting, right? Like what you can see about in movies or whatever, or movie posters are really nice inspirations to look at and see how they did it. So try to look for uh, like other people, what they did and try to try to understand what they, uh, what they intended to do and why did it look so scary in the first place? You know, maybe lighting, can emphasize the character even more. It can definitely enhance it. So um, you got to look out for that and just try to mim mimic that. I think that's the key part to uh, present your character. Show show the strength of your character and don't necessarily show the weak sp <laughs> weak spots. Like oh, okay, I know I kind of messed up here with my texturing, or this is a bit badly UV'd. Um, so don't show that. I mean. It's your portfolio. At the end of the day, it's your portfolio piece, so you can show whatever you, uh, whatever the, uh, is the best for that character. So just do it that way, I guess. And yeah, um, if you got any other questions, and uh... that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, open that up, guys. Let's get some questions in. And um, uh, let me take one sec. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, uh, Garth was asking about lighting. So, and yes. lighting as a job. Um, is yep. this a job that, I know it's a job in film, is it a job in games? Uh, yes, definitely. They, um, here at Ninja, we got a cinematic team, which yep. is super cool. So, um, definitely, there, there's a job for almost everything out there, and lighting especially. Um, the thing with lighting, though, is... I think it's a bit hard to measure li like lighting skills in that sense. I mean, if you're a character artist and you make, sorry, you make amazing portraits, uh, like really amazing, obviously you can see he's good, right? But in terms of lighting, it's there's so much stuff you need to think about, um, especially uh, if it's for game or if it's for film. So that's a bit hard to measure, but I think in terms of lighting, 
um, just have um, I saw some artists doing like those light studies like recreating lighting that is a really nice exercise actually like imagine just take one of your favorite movies or take a scene and try to recreate it with uh, that light scenario you know like try to recreate that light scenario and um, yeah I think that's a good exercise and people will recognize it and I think that's a good start and yeah awesome yeah definitely definitely there's a job out there cool wow thank you so much for that all right well i think if you're cool to we'll say goodbye to the podcast audience thank you so much my friend it's so great to meet you here um your wisdom and uh thank you for uh for giving your feedback on the on the students and all that stuff yeah don't worry like i have to, i have to thank you like honestly i was really excited when i saw the email so um pleasure pleasure to be here Awesome. All pleasure's all mine. <laughs> thank you. And thank you guys for joining. Uh have an have an awesome day. You got the rest of the night for you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Take care. <laughs>all right thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this and i want to ask just two things of you number one make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on apple uh, stitcher spotify really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do number two make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now, so I look forward to hearing from you soon.